Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at Metal Cloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the Metal Cloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, Metal Cloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of The Modern Jeeper Show. Dude, you look kind of like the... but then you're going to cause wrinkles. You look like the, <laughs> the samurai guy or something. Or, you know, it actually it looks like uh, the guy from... Uh, who was the villain in uh, in, in Flash Gordon? About- uh, Flash Gordon, yeah, but I no, you look know, like the other I, villain. Yeah, you totally look like him. You need a sword and a bonsai outfit thing. Oh, See? The Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Hello, Modern Jeepers. Matt Sir from Medical Care, and welcome to episode 232 of The Modern Jeeper Show. Corey and Jesse are recovering from the hottest week of the year at last week's Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Club Invasion and getting ready for more CTI stops at Metal Cloak Authorized Installers across the country. I, of course, am monitoring everything from the air-conditioned Metal Cloak Headquarters. We talk about the new layout at GSMJCI, what the future might be for this epic event, portable air conditioners, rusting trailers, and what Metal Cloak is doing at next month's Mo Party. If you ever wonder, like we do, what the heck are these guys actually doing, you can watch this video and many more at youtube.com slash moderncheaper. As always, we're incredibly grateful for this episode to our supporters and friends, including Warren Winches, Raceline Wheels, Best Stop, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, Nacho Lighting, Adventure Rack Systems, and of course, Metal Cloak. By the way, if you do like this episode, or even if you don't, please smash that like button, give a five-star review, and share it with your friends. Now, sit back, relax with the cold one, and enjoy episode 232 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hey, Modern Jeepers, another episode of the Modern Jeeper Show with me, Matt from Metal Cloak, and Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne. Hey, buddy. Hey, Rockstar Jeep Girl, Jesse. What's going on? What's going on with you guys? I mean, like, we're going to change right shirts because I'm not kidding. He was a mess, and so was I, but. Uh, yeah, Corey, so- Corey's just a, one big sloppy mess anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. We we just um, you know we just left uh, Pigeon Forge. Just finished up with Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion, and uh, drove down to Calhoun, Georgia. Calhoun, Georgia. And, uh, yeah, I mean we're getting ready for a, a, a friend of ours, um, Mike, that happens to own uh, Jeep Hut. Does a kickoff party? You know we. We used to go to Sheriff's Jeep Fest back in the day, and that event mm-hmm. has evolved. And like we've talked about other events, they all evolve. But um, we've had quite Mike a few little was, stories about uh, that event in the past. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back when Sheriff Craig was still around, we that event was really good for us, and, and um, we enjoyed it. But I don't know. I, I think scheduling and then all that kind of comes into play. So so Mike does a, a kickoff party and, and we had we had brought the CTI trader to one of his kickoff parties. Gosh, I don't know. It's probably been four years ago or something like that. And um, we had a really good time. So we reached out to Mike at, and said, hey, let's let's bring the CTI trader down there. So we it's about a four hour drive ish, depending on which way you go from Pigeon Forge got down here into Georgia and I realized this morning that we don't have any marker lights and it's daytime, which wouldn't be a a big deal driving without marker lights, but it was a, it was a huge rainstorm. So lights are on, we have brake lights, we have turn signals. So for those of you that are like, Oh, it's completely unsafe. You know, 
Yeah, uh, believe me, I'm I'm very aware of of the rules of the road, and uh, yeah, we we lost our, our our marker lights. So on the trailer, on the trailer, on the trailer. So yeah, so we got back. We got to the hotel, and I thought I'd start tearing into things. It Black sounds pass. great that it's yeah. It sounds great that it's raining outside and it's cool, right? Mm. Yeah, it's still like 88 degrees and it's super humid. Well, it was raining and the asphalt's like 100 degrees. So in the hotel parking lot, I, I think I, <laughs> I think I'm think that shirt over there that's on the floor is getting thrown away. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, laying out there in the hotel parking lot, again, it's this, it's the perception versus the reality of what we do. So yeah, if you guys haven't seen uh, Corey's post, you know, find him on Facebook, Corey Osborne. Um, he did a nice little post about perception versus reality. Uh, it was kind of amazing, you know, because we do have this idea that oh man, you're on the road all the time, you're living your dream, so cool. the off-road industry. It's so cool. Get to see all these different people, dude. It's a lot of work, and <laughs> it, it is, and and especially when you work for Metal Club, because we probably work you harder than other people. You got the CTI trailer. Other people are sitting around events, going, "Hey, man, this is cool," and they can't wait till like time's off so they can go to the bar and hang out and stuff. And all Corey <laughs> and Jesse want to do is get the hell out of there, go and relax. <laughs> in their hotel room at 63 degrees and just like, just get through the, the, the night. I'm sometimes getting them to even go out to go dinner is kind of like, I suppose Domino's is life, man. <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose we well, should. I think maybe Chris we should go out. and eat something. Chris came I, out and it, it's so hard during Jeep invasion in pigeon forge. And it was hard for Chris to be here for his first time and, and excited, and excited and, and he's ready to go and he's fired up and, it was so cool to have him out because it's definitely an addition that we need to um, the the crew that runs the trailer. It's always nice to have a a sales guy, right? I mean, we have we have Curtis and Philip that are awesome at helping us at events and can talk the talk and also swap us out of running the CTI trailer when it gets you know the surface of the sun. I think Philip measured. 130 degrees on the surface of the deck of the CTI trailer with 101 degrees ambient temperature. Well, remind me that the next CTI trailer is not going to have a chrome diamond plate, right? We're not doing that on the next one, next version? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I think about it, though, and I'm like, but what? What It reflects, but it's aluminum. But still, yeah, I'm like, well, we can't do really black because that would even be hotter. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Well, yeah. the, even the new generator was struggling towards the ends of the day. Like, it was, you know, if we just put if we just put plywood down, that could easily be replaced every year. You know, like it, it, that to might some be degree. better. I- <laughs> well, you know, the other CTI trailer has the big decking, right? Because it right. started out as a trailer with decking, and that that's not bad. I mean, it doesn't definitely don't have the problems. But anyway, so you're going through, you're having all that. Chris, yeah, Chris, I, I asked him, and he didn't. I guess you guys are a little too busy. You couldn't make it over to local goat. For we the didn't get to the fried, goat. Deep fried. When, you, when it takes you an eggs. hour to go a mile, it is not fun. Yeah, they. You could walk. You can't walk to local goat. Not from where we're you, at. You burst into flames before you got there, I think. <laughs> already played Frogger once, and I was not happy about that. So I think we, we a, just any, saw. Any, any tire companies uh, start regretting their tire compounds in that heat? Like any tires sticking to the cement out there? Mm, yeah. You, you would, you it, would it think. I mean, I, I heard, um, I, I think Justin had just posted numbers. 50,000 people. 50,000 people, 20,000 Jeeps. And 300 vendors. And 300 vendors at the show. Wow. That was interesting. For those that are listening that were like, hey, because I, I, I got those that reached out to us. And it's like, hey, where you got? I just walked the show. Like, they weren't in the vendor show, right? They're, they're in where they always year. are, right next, to the, right next to the show and shine, which mm-hmm. I hear was the interesting hack of the, of the year. Go go pay a hundred bucks to be in the show and shine, and you have front seat parking, parking and all three <laughs> and you days. Might win things. And you I might mean, win really? things all three days. Easy walk down to one show to the other, the same parking mm-hmm. space, and get in there early. Avoid all the lines. I mean, what a hell yep. of a hack! Yeah. So and there, and we noticed how there was a lot of rigs pulling into the show and shine, and we were kind of like, I mean, really? so you <laughs> so you got a jeep. I get that, and oh. 
Oh, oh, you're looking for the parking spot. Got it. Yeah, this year Mark. I think the the upper level where the outside vendors were. There's a lot of online uh, talk about people were. There's a lot of vendors that were pretty upset because nobody would, wanted to make the walk all the way up there, and then they felt like they were, you know, too far from things because it was so hot. And it was, but but they did have a trolley that ran around, but I get it. You don't want to wait for the trolley. You just want to walk up there and see the vendors, but it was, it was a long ways. I mean, probably a half a mile from the LeConte center to go all the way up to the top of the, to the oh, vendor wow. lot. Yeah. It would have made more they sense had to pass for the show and shine area to be the vendor area. I, mean, I originally thought the show and shine area would be the vendor area and then there'd be additional parking mm-hmm. up beyond that. And and that's kind of I mean the the where the show and shine is at is before mm-hmm. you get to the vendor area. So I don't know maybe that's something. Now there's a whole bunch of talk. There's talk of not only bringing that vendor show down, moving the show and shine to the outside, but there's also talk of this event going to a week long event like Jeep Beach because it has outgrown itself. But but wait wait that that doesn't necessarily mean that. You're going to have less people. You just right. have more people over so a longer period of time. It out, I, I don't. I'm not sure how that works in in their mindset. Yeah, well, there's Jeep there's Beach talk of it. So, only has the vendor show for what two days? Two days. But they have yeah. other extracurricular activities outside of that. So I can see that happening, but it's still not going to help vendors or us with anything else. Yeah, what are, what other extracurricular activities are there they to do? It like parties and Pigeon like the Forge. winter circle at beach. They do a little. There is a trail ride, but from what I've oh, there understood, is? it's pretty basic. It's up the hill somewhere. Yeah, huh. there's trails out there. Especially you do like a moon like a moonshine competition. You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know. I I don't know what the answer is. I I think that. The shows that are that like like this, like Jeep Beach, I think that they and, and I haven't talked with Justin. Um, in fact, I only saw him once the entire weekend. I know it was super busy, and I don't know how you how you uh, make everybody happy. Yeah, you can't please everybody, <laughs> and and you've got this huge event. I think you need to relish in it. I think if anything, I'd be even okay to make it smaller. Like force people into just going two days and then offer them. You can offer them trail rides and and whatever you want to do, a show and shine. Have those be on separate days maybe. I, I don't know. I, the how much the are shows vendors, that get so big. How much are vendors paying to be there? A lot. So they, that, they probably expand that out because of that. Like the, most of their money is there. Do you think most of the revenue is coming from vendors or coming from attendees? That's a good question. Be a question I can reach out to Justin for. I mean, I heard a lot, a lot of, of vendors had, they'd sold everything that they brought Yeah. Thursday and Friday. Saturday, they had nothing left. And a lot of vendors didn't bring anything and said, you can purchase it online. Hmm. So a lot of people were upset with that. Yeah. They wanted to about come that, to the show to buy something. Buy something at a special deal, away. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So it's interesting because the, Jeep Beach was kind of like that for a while. It was really was a purchasing show for a while, right? And you, but you get, I don't know, it's interesting because if you have vendors coming out and they're paying a lot of money now, like when I did trade shows before, we you have two different models. You make your money off your attendees, you make your money off your sponsors and vendors, right? And that was kind of the thing. That's how we played the game. So you get oh free attendance or cheap attendance in exchange for you know getting a lot of money from vendors right. because you're what are you doing? You're serving up a lot of people to the vendors or pay a lot of money because we have vendors coming to be there. And so they pay a lot of money to be there. And he maybe, maybe has a hybrid of both that he's making money off of both of them. And that's fine. But if you're a vendor, you're going to want to sell out your stuff. You want to build it. There's only so much you can bring. I heard right. it was kind of slow on Saturday anyway. Right. So, mm-hmm. it, so that was what was really odd is, you yeah. know, here we have the CTI trailer, which I get it. That's kind of a, a destination activity thing. But we were fairly, I just, I never felt like we were so busy at the table having conversations. People wanted to get in line. They were asking us how to get in line. But I think that it became, well, 
Friday, it was so hot in the afternoon that everything, like once the the show and shine ended, people were bailing out of the place. And kind of the same thing happened even on Saturday, like in the afternoon, it was just too hot. Downstairs inside was was packed, but people would just they just didn't want to be outside and to have them to have them up at the parking lot to have a, a destination to walk all the way up there in that heat. I kind of yeah. agree with some of the outside vendors that okay, like what what can we do different? And I I have a couple of other thoughts, but what, what are you thinking? Oh, just it, it's just interesting. It, you know, you you have to have that mix because there's the inside vendors, outside vendors. You have to have that mix, right? And it really is a buying show. It's not like a show where you're yes. going to, you know, we, we out here on the West Coast. Most of our, sh- our shows are events, and we have offered expo. But most of the time, you're doing something. You're going to it because there's an activity involved, right? right. And here you have twenty thousand jeeps showing up just to hang out with an, uh, the other twenty thousand jeeps, get <laughs> right. ducks. And go to a vendor show. I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating that that's what it is, but it's like 20. That's how, what's interesting to me is how hungry Jeepers are yes. to be together in a Jeep group that you have 20,000 Jeeps coming out just so they can go kind of see each other and go to the vendor show. Yeah. And buy the, stuff. I mean, the, 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 the show and shine is always amazing to me because, well, and it's funny how they do it. So there are, think three or four categories each day and you can so the show and shine isn't like hey here's the most votes or something for all three days no there are winners in each category each day so you can win the show and shine every single day that you're there is my understanding and they give away some yeah they give away they give away some really cool stuff so I get it. Why there's a desire to be in part of the show and shine, but man, once the judging and stuff is done, <laughs> those people are gone. Right. I so then the parking lot empties, and then you they have people. They all go to Quaker State. Yeah, they, everybody goes down and, and spends some time in the shade. Everybody's looking for shade, <laughs> and then, uh, and then the people that are coming out to the vendor show, well, all the show and shine vehicles have left. So now they were down inside. They're going to walk up to the vendor show. But there's nothing to see in between. Yeah, they're passing so, the big empty parking lot. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. How, how is parking as far as all the street, sidewalk, side hill parking? Was that People easy? were still up on still the grass and all in the medians. And in the side all hills over and place, stuff. didn't care. Wow. All the time. Wow. I talked to Justin about that on the very first day. I'm like, well, with that big open lot down below now, since the vendor show is up here, hopefully you should have additional parking. He goes, he looked at me and he said, people are still going to park on the grass. And they did. And they did. And they got towed. I, yeah, there was, I think there was a few that got ticketed or towed or, yeah. I told him he wow. needed to park the tow trucks in that median so that you meant business. Yeah, like and maybe they, towed. it's kind of like putting a dummy cop car in the middle of somewhere so people slow down. Same thing. Yeah, some that, would, that would have been a thing. Just stick a couple dummy cop cars around there, and people be like, "Oh, well, I better not do that." Although yeah. it is still, you know, still guys coming from the south. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm. I mean, as, as, as Philip so, said, you know, all, all the rednecks. <laughs> yeah, the rednecks. I have some thoughts on the bigger shows, and and for our listeners and our followers and stuff, I'm I'm kind of curious as to how you feel, but we're seeing. The bigger shows, especially when it's a three-day show, I think there's a whole lot of value. And I think it's time for we, we need to probably start thinking about mixing things up a little bit and not doing the same thing that we always did. You know, we had, at uh, PA Jeeps, we had the issue where we had uh, the same, same Jeep would basically get off the trailer, go around the circle, come back, get in line, get on the trailer. And they did that three times. And I, I thought that was kind of okay. That that's really not the point of what we're doing. Um, I get it. We are somewhat of a circus act, but there's actually real value that goes along with the trailer. So Jesse and I were talking um, after the event, and I thought, what if? I, and I still think it, it only can happen in a bigger show. But maybe on the first day, like on a Thursday, we do need to have some kind of a static display because people still. They, we give them a number and they still don't understand really what that means 
or and, and the most common question we get, I think, is, is that a good number? Because they really don't know. They don't know what good flex looks like or what their goal is. So they're getting a number based on, well, my buddy got this. So I'm thinking on these on the larger shows, these three-day shows, we probably need to have maybe one day where we don't run the CTI trader, but we can have a lot of conversations with a Jeep on display as to what we're actually looking for. Like a 101 class. Like a, Here's like what a little we're bit like a 101, but more of a, yeah, let's educate the consumer as to what we're actually looking for. And then the next two days, hey, yeah, you want to bring your Jeep over? Come on, let's get on the trailer. My other thought is that for these events where people are going to get on, on the trailer, I, I had a guy from, from New Jersey. Yeah, he'd been um, on the trailer at he'd been New on Jersey the, he, at our other stop, and now he came to this one. Yeah, and he's made no changes, but he literally told me, he's like, you know, I get on the trailer for the Insta- Instagram photo. And I'm like, okay, you haven't made any changes. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's just for the photo. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that's great. But I think then we need to probably start to look at if if there was a $5 donation to the local Jeep club, something like that, we need to start thinking along the lines of this is beneficial for the owner of the Jeep as well as Metal Cloak, obviously. We don't charge anything to be on the trailer, but there has to be some kind of skin in the game for folks to kind of understand what it is that we're doing or we're trying to convey. We're trying to help the consumer it's not about a ride. It's not really about the Instagram photo. And I get it. That's what it has. We're an attraction at an event. I don't know. There's somewhere in there. There's got to be some. Okay. Let me mix it up a little bit. There's some balance. Like, you know, I could see having the morning, you know, having a static display each morning for an hour or two. And then starting at CTI, start at 10 or whatever, you know, and not having to do it all day, but 10 to four or whatever. We kind of done, you know, like we'll do the Easter Jeep Safari, right? right. We only do right. the afternoons, one to five or whatever, one to six, noon to five, whatever the schedule happens to be. But in the morning, there's a, you know, static display or, you know, and then when it shuts down, it's a display. And, and so people can see, uh, Becker did talk to me because he, he said he was talking to you a little bit about the idea of a, of a video. And, um, you Oh know, Yeah. So I had a conversation with our IT department and uh, with Samuel. And so we set a deadline because everything has to have deadlines that by Easter Jeep Safari 2024, we will have the website and redone and the mobile app so that everybody can have the mobile app. We'll have papers back up on the mobile app. But as part of that, you can have the little video in the mobile app, right? People can say, hey, so what is this about? What are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Little things like that. Now, And the donation thing, we know. People will donate. Yeah. People have walked up and said, "Hey, oh, this is twenty bucks." He's like you can right. charge twenty bucks to everybody out there to do this thing, and people would pay it. I was recently listening to you know another, another podcast, and the uh, the individual who was running the podcast, she's like, "There was just this this company, and they were charging like twenty bucks for a little simple action that their company would do, right? And it was just a it was a little app. It was a weekly fee, twenty bucks a week." And she looked at it once and said, "How would, what's the most I can charge? And in the particular app she was using, the limit was 99 bucks. So she raised it to 99 bucks. And it didn't change at all the number of people paying 99 bucks a week for the same service she was providing, right? There was value there. So she quadrupled her income with no change because people were willing to pay. It's all perceived value. We know that the trailer is perceived value. We know we could charge 20, 40, 50 right. bucks. People would probably pay for it. We don't need the money. Right, right to do that so that's not why but i think the idea of having a donation every time we've talked about setting up a donation box or something that says it's a ten dollar donation to red rock four wheelers it's a ten dollar donation right. to whatever in the case of great smoky mountain jeep club invasion you'd have to find a club there locally or some cause to donate to because that's a for-profit event but but yeah i think it'd be that'd be great that's a ten dollar yeah, and donation. i know i and i go back and forth in my head of of course you know it's not I don't want people to think that we would ever go, well, oh, they're, they're, they're needing the, the money. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with that perceived value that people then have a little bit more respect. And they, they really actually are interested in making changes to their Jeep. Instead of this turn of, of folks who 
literally people will be driving out of an event. They'll stop and they'll, Hey, what are you guys doing? Can, can we get on that? Sure. And they do. And it's for the picture and then they leave. And wow. Well, you know, honestly, remember we did, when we first set it up, I made sure that one of the reasons we have flags on the trailer certain flags in certain locations, because it's for the pick. And, you know, and I used to do that before I, when I first started doing it, it's like, then we do that. You know, we did the unsafe one wheel up thing, right? Just <laughs> right. There's your photo op, take the photo op yep. because it was partly promoting the brand. But I think, yeah, there's definitely people that are going to always do it for that. Now, interestingly enough, one of the requirements of my website design for this is as soon as somebody does go and enter their data in and put it all in and the CTI gets done and the score gets entered, an email gets sent to them, right? Now in the original app and website we had, where all the data was inputted, everybody had an account based on that email. Right. And you weren't allowed to, uh, to, to edit a current CTI, but you could always add new. And it was a second or third or fourth. The whole idea was I made improvements on my rig. Now my yes. score is higher. And here's my history. There was, yeah. the, you know, here's the five times I've done this. And the five times I've done this, all the ch- and everything's different. And my score keeps getting higher. Or I made a change because I put somebody else's suspension on and my score went lower or whatever. And um, and so that was those kind of that was the original concept of the original website that got lost. So I think that's part of the new design will be that same thing. You can show your improvements. So sure you yes. can get on there five times, but it's all about improving your system, not in like I just want that same photo and I want that same thing. I want to show that I'm now at, at CTI. I mean, sure, you're promoting us, but the challenge is that there's a there's only a given number of, of, of amount of time in a day, right, guys. So if you're showing up just to have a CTI shot, but there really isn't anything you need to learn about it, you may very well be blocking somebody to go on the trailer who does need advice, who does need improvements, because there's only so much time in a day and there's only so many CTIs the guys can do. Well, and, and we, we, we truly do get the people who... No, they came back and now they Took they want to springs and shocks off or, and came back. Yeah, they they do some some crazy things. I mean, you know, we've had the guys put smaller tires on. We've had the guys take their shocks off, like all of that kind of stuff. And then we get the folks who want to stay in it because it's a it's ride. A, it's a ride. <laughs> yeah, but they don't understand that the cab really never moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, Pretty well, uneventful you know. ride. All right. Well, maybe we need to do that though. Maybe we just need to make a ride. But it's well, what we'll do is we'll have a <laughs> we'll have a, a Jeep, a standard Jeep set up, like maybe something that has as much flex as your LJ, with we'll use the max tie-down straps onto the thing so that the wheels are right. always in and place. We'll, and you just sit there and run it. And you'll do it up and up. Yeah. And like and then you charge like like well, 50 bucks for that. Me- yeah. Remember the 50 um, bucks for we, five minutes. You could go to a mall. And remember the little things in the mall where you oh, yeah. watched a video and you sat in this little ride and uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like all, all, all the video Go games all have force feedback now, right? You're you you ride the video game and it's one of the bumps and <laughs> yeah. you just got blown up and you know it's all force feedback. So you know, do the same thing. Or the little quarter machine outside of the supermarket. The kid would ride <laughs> on that would go a little Jeep going. <laughs> back and forth and back and forth, you know, and they were oh, so yeah. thrilled. And you're going, I just wasted 25 cents. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the worst games uh-huh. are the ones that my son really likes Jack and he's actually pretty good at him, but I still tell him not to do it. It's the put 50 cents in to win a, like a 10 cent ball. Right. But he's actually pretty good at it. Like there was some, we were at some event, a little birthday party and he went and went in and kept winning things for the girls. So he, like the girls were all asking him to do it for them so that they could win something. Wow. So, he, so he got like, he was all Mr. Popular by the end of it because all the girls got little toys and balls and stuff. Because you know, There's you know. a future there. Right, right. Uh-huh. There's some people apparently hack that stuff and like make a lot of money doing those weird games. That's like, funny. Because there's some, I guess, at Vegas, they have ones with, Lots of money in them and hundred dollar bills and yeah, I've seen the ones where you like drop a quarter and then get it. Oh, the big quarter stacks. Yeah, that's that's just weird. Yeah, that's just weird. Like you can watch TikTok live. Like you go three three hours, you can just watch a guy dropping quarters and and then it stacks it up. I ain't got time for that. 
<sighs> yeah, right. It's all about time. Okay, so Jeep Invasion is done. It's behind us. It's back in the group, you know, um, and uh, it was awesome and great and fun and all that kind of stuff. And you're going off. Now you're in Georgia. And then what's after Georgia? So we've got um, after after Jeep Hut, we're actually heading back towards Oklahoma. We have another jobber stop in Oklahoma before we kind of hook back up and um, and get we, we actually will be home um, Labor Day weekend like the day after Labor Day weekend or something like that. That's called, that's um, I, what, Tuesday? What's that? Yeah. That's I don't, Tuesday. <laughs> is that when that is? Yeah. A week from today is, is, yeah. is yeah, yeah, Labor so. Day. Yeah. Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where does the days go? So then I, I have a little checkup. I got to go back to my little dermatologist guy, but it's looking pretty good. Yeah. yeah it's pretty good. Yeah. They want to, they want to do another hole over here or something. And I'm like, no, not, not, right, not now. right now. Thanks. All right now. All right, thanks. Um, and yeah, then we're no, going to turn you. around and we're going to go back to Kentucky. So ah, that's right. Yeah. So we have the, uh, the Mo party, Holly performance. Um, we're going to have metal cloak. Uh, we're going to have a, some sort of a, of a skills day slash CTI event there. Never been to this show before. So we're kind of, kind of running this one a little thin. And, yeah, we're, we're a little dependent a little on, on, on the guy who's behind NorCal Rock Racing, John Goodby, who does a whole bunch of stuff for Holly. So we're a little dependent on him coming through since he's the one who kind of convinced us to do this. So um, he's got to to step up a bit and make sure that everything happens the way it's going to happen. And, and it's yeah, just I mean, going to be fun. You know, it's it's going to be fun. There could be, you know, I think it's going to be a People show up, they do this, a new crowd, go up show the CTI thing, you know, skills yes. day. Maybe we can teach somebody in a, get a, get somebody with a, a charger to come over and do skills day. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I think that the mixture of a bunch of performance based people, because it's mm-hmm. a Mopar party, Holly performance thing, they're going to have like drag runs and, and all kinds of stuff on the performance side. And then they're mixing in off road this year. So I think that's a, I think there's a good opportunity there to to kind of expose not only the performance folks to off-road, but the off-road folks to some performance side. We have a whole other next tour planned after that since we're coming all the way back out to Kentucky. We typically don't like to just we would not come out to Kentucky and then go back home because that would right. be just a waste of our time. So we're going to actually drop all the way back down into Louisiana and Texas mm. and hit a whole bunch of our gold jobbers that are left down there. So like four, five, six, six, I think there's six wow. scheduled. So yeah, for those of you out there that are listening, uh, watch we're for coming. some of those dates and watch for my email. Yep, 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 yep. Watch. So you can definitely, and you follow that at Metal Cloak CTI Tour on Facebook, if you're on Facebook. Or we'll try to put the schedule in through these, you know, yeah, we try podcasts, to et cetera. Share so. it across a bunch of our platforms. And right. and I think we we do sometimes. We I don't know. I, I lose track. Uh-huh. I'm old. Yeah. Gray hairs. Yeah. <laughs> at least you got that nice, solid, like, clean, gray, white thing going on there right you know, <laughs> yeah like, oh, that's yeah. good or bad no mine just feels like you know pubic hair it's just it's, it needs to be <laughs> i need to put like beer butter on it you ever use the beer butter like i the, the wife got the beer butter and it's great because you don't have i don't have beer dandruff anymore so it's funny um back east when it's so humid there's there's definitely no moisture issues back here so right. Oil and the beard butter and stuff like that back here, it just it just, it just, it just gets just weird. Um, but in called, the West, it's called greasy skin. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, in the West, it's definitely a necessary necessary yeah. thing. Yeah, these guys that have like, yeah. You know, if I ever let my beard grow out, it does the whole. It goes to the to the to the to the right. It, mm-hmm. All the hair is like going like. I think I could probably be like some of the anime. Japanese you got to train anime. it the other way. The Japanese anime cartoons where the the guy's beard just goes off to the side like this. It would be it, so. Versus some people just told me, so get that I kind of had this thing. weird little. Um, uh, some hair grows a certain way, and she goes, "Well, that's always where you touch it." He's always pulling it a certain way, and or if, he's laying a certain way. Yeah, or you, or if you sleep on it a certain way. This side gets all crazy. The other side's fine because this is the side he sleeps on. Like you have to train it. It's like bangs and everything else. You got to train your hair. 
Gotta train it. Mm. But he grabs, and so there's always this weird, yeah, weird wave point. in his beard. Well, you know, now I can keep doing. So if I just kept doing this, I can get the Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson eyebrows. Dude, you look kind of like the. But then you're gonna cause wrinkles. You look like the <laughs> the samurai guy or something. Or you know, it actually, it looks like uh, the guy from uh, who was the villain in uh, in, in Flash Gordon. Uh, Flash Gordon, yeah, but I no, you look know, like the other I, villain. Yeah, you totally look like him. You need a sword and a bonsai outfit thing. Oh, so na desu ka? Watashi wa Matsu-san to See? Hi. So this. Ah. Subarashi, subarashi ne. All right. Yeah, that's that's that was my that's my Japanese vocabulary. I had 4,000 words when I returned from J- Japan, and I'm down to like 10. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, because if you yeah. don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I always tell folks, I used to go to Mexico a lot when I was doing the whole diving thing. And and uh, by by the end of a week, my Spanglish was pretty good. <sighs> right. Yeah. I went to, I went to uh, Tijuana once with when I was really, really young you know, in order to drink legally and, um, and, uh, with a guy who had really good street Spanglish. But when you walk into a bar, that's as, as dive bar as you could get. Cause that's the only places we looked for was the real hole in the walls. And, uh, and you start and, and he starts talking, you don't know if you're about to get in trouble or actually make some friends. <laughs> yeah, right. It could have gone either way. So you walk in very prepared for running or Getting free tequila. You know, I wasn't sure which the option would be. <laughs> Let's see. I was uh, trying to think of some of the stuff that we've seen um, that are becoming issues with our our kits. So at Pigeon Forge, go, going to be a, a, on the technical side of, of things, we're seeing a lot of issues installation-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not issues necessarily... Meaning, not our issues, their issues. Yeah. Yeah. Clarify that because our issue, yep. we don't have any issues. We talk about. Yeah, and and it's funny because it's it's stuff that has just started to show up more and more, um, and I think that's just maybe as we've gotten busier, or folks are a lot of folks are doing stuff on their own, which is 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 awesome. I mean, that's what our kits were were intended to be. You could do it on the floor of your garage, but some of the stuff that we're seeing are are issues in installation, track bar related. Measurements, measurements on, guys. wise, uh, guys are are forgetting to center, center that rear axle with the track bar. They're getting it close, but close is one thing. When it's a half an inch to one side or the other, and then you flex that Jeep, uh, control arms are going to bind in the brackets. Like it, it gets things all kind of out of kilter, and and some of the. The numbers we saw at Pigeon Forge definitely had to do with with uh, with track bars being not quite centering that rear axle. We Links still are hitting on the frame. Yeah, we we still see some stuff where I mean, some folks are taking them to alignment shops, and a lot of our off road shops are now offering alignments. Um, you know what, if it's not something you're comfortable doing, definitely take it to an alignment shop, but know that an alignment shop is going to do very limited adjustments, literally pinion angle and, and, uh, a little bit of caster in there. That's really about all they're looking for and some toe in or toe out. So I don't know. I I mean, it was just something that came to mind and, and we were talking a little bit about numbers earlier and we, we, I felt like at Pigeon Forge, we saw some lower numbers with our stuff than we typically would see. In general, we saw a lot of lower numbers, but I think it's because people are also, they're running a bigger tire, a bigger wheel wider. There are lots of wheel spacers and, and all of a sudden all of these things kind of, get way out of spec very fast. You know, you can have bigger wheels and bigger tires, but remember the fender is still going to be your limiting factor. So you're still running factory fenders. If you don't open those things up and you have a bigger wheel and tire, you're not gaining any articulation. So I don't know, just a couple of things that came to mind and people should keep in mind. For the most part though, what's also interesting about an event like that is people are running street pressure. 
most of the time too. Yes. They're not, they're yeah, not running 40, because they haven't been out. Yeah. Yeah. They, they haven't been out wheeling at, at, at a wheeling event like big bear or Jeep or Jeep safari, you know, or, you know, you're out wheeling. And so you tend to be driving around town at least at around, you know, sometime between mm-hmm. 15 to 18, maybe even lower, depending on what kind of tires you have. So you're getting a CTI score based on the fact that you really are set up for the trail. For for the edification of our, our viewers, the standardized is 15 PSI. We When we're doing a certified CTI, meaning that we're actually identifying this is the standard CTI we sit from this particular configuration, and we do all four quarters, um, it's 15 PSI. So that's the recommended PSI to be at. But yeah, you have guys that basically drive off the street or into the parking lot and drove over, and they're at 40 PSI or 35 PSI or whatever. And it makes a difference. I mean, every inch is, what, 20 points? Yeah, uh, roughly. And and folks ask, well, why do, why would that make a difference? Well, because when you think about it, what we're doing is we're we're pushing the tire up into either a fender. We're giving we're we're flexing that suspension. If there's more give in the tire, obviously we can twist it more. So yeah, something to keep in mind for sure. The purpose of a CTI is corner travel index to identify what your rig does when it's on the trail. It's not what it does when it's wheeling, because when you're on the street, you're probably never going to find yourself in a position, hopefully, where you have to get that much articulation when you're on the street. It's when you're off-road that it matters. And so it's designed to, to measure your performance off-road. And therefore, that's where you're going to get your real scores from. But yeah. yeah. So, but you know. We saw, we also saw a lot of... Um a lot of e-torque stuff lately, and and mm-hmm. we haven't seen a whole lot. Every once in a while, we get a couple of guys that have e-torque, and that e-torque system. If our listeners out there would look underneath their Jeep, there's the gas tank that runs along one side, the passenger side of their drive shaft, and the e-torque uh, components, battery and whatnot, run on the on the driver's side. That gives the drive shaft a very narrow passage along both sides. So a lot of folks, when if they don't have the right pinion angle in the rear end, or if the track bar is not set up correctly, and they're shifted one side or the other, the first thing that'll happen is that that rear drive shaft and that pinion will go up into the e-torque skid, especially the way the direction that we typically would flex them on the CTI trailer. The 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 That Rosepa joint and the drive shaft kind of come up into it. And while, yes, this is at an extreme situation, I've seen some other companies that have made some skid plates that are trying to protect that e-torque setup, but they're giving that drive shaft even less room to mm-hmm. move. So, uh, again, going to an aftermarket drive shaft and a real yoke on the back does help some of that. But folks are getting, you know, they're, they're twisting their Jeep up pretty well. And that pinion hits the the skid plate on the e-torque system. And I'm telling them, well, you could trim that out so it doesn't hit, or you can go to an aftermarket drive shaft. Right, right. Well, you know, that's the great thing about doing this is it's all about learning, seeing, learning, seeing, right? It's amazing right. how many people, you know, guys, if you're out there and you're building your Jeep, I mean, there's nobody that knows the perfect setup, right? What we That's do right. know is that systems work and we happen to sell really good systems. But if you have questions about how to build your rig, and I recently did a little emails with a bunch of people that had some build lists on our website. And I was just trading emails with them and, and getting an idea as to what they were planning with their build list. I'm just trying to learn more about our customers. And, you know, if you had, and many of you had questions like, I'm not quite sure what I want to do, or I haven't quite figured it out, or, you know, I just, I'm confused about a particular product. Well, that's why my team is here, right? Like, and I, so, I'll hook you guys up. You know, if you need to talk to somebody, we'll spend a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour on the phone with you to work through what your build plans are, what you want to do with your rig. And everybody's different. And that's the beauty of this. Like for, for all these CTIs you've done this year, and you've probably done a couple thousand, two, three thousand so far this year, maybe. Oh yeah. Every rig is different. There's, there's no two rigs that are alike and that's okay because everybody's different. There's no two people alike. Mm -hmm. And you build your rig according to what you want to do. And you build it according to what the kind of usage you want to have for it. And that's the beauty of it. You get on the rig and you get your score based on your style, based on your build. And you can you know, change and it if you're 
it's not about chasing the score. It's about chasing your own build and your dreams and then making sure that there's no yes. problems with that build. Very well right? said. And I, we loved spending time with people. I'd rather spend 10 minutes with somebody on the trailer rather than the, the let me get my picture and I'm out of your hair and they're moving on and they still have a lot of questions. Um, if we can spend 10 minutes with somebody and kind of explain to them what's really going on, if they're interested in learning that, that's what we're really there for. And I, and I guess that's, you know, I, I get it. We, we get long lines. It gets hot. Everybody's tired of waiting and people want to get on get off, go to, you know, local goat. So if you, I, 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 I still totally haven't understand. seen a FedEx package arrive with dry ice and, um, and deep fried deviled eggs. Oh, that AC, that AC Curtis brand. Yes. Yeah, so shout out to our buddy Curtis, who his friend said, Hey, why don't you take this garage AC from his shop? And it's, I don't, it wasn't, people were like, oh, it's like a swamp cooler. Well, it was a little bit more than a swamp cooler because it only held 10 gallons of water. It had coils in the back, but it ran off of a very small little generator that Curtis brought. And just to have that behind the CTI trailer, Hmm. well, I I think that's what kept us all alive and kept the CTI generator actually going because when we did turn it on, we waited until Friday afternoon, I guess, until we turned it on. We didn't run it Thursday. Uh, I didn't want to, you know, spoil everybody by having a bunch of cool air blowing on them. So, um, <laughs> oh, you're talking about the the AC, like you know, well, we only ran it. Yeah, you know, you're you're about to die. Okay, 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 okay. We'll turn on the. We'll turn on. Well, the yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was, you didn't need it on Thursday. You know, then all of a sudden no, the problem is what they had like, it. Then realized, yeah. dude, where's the AC? Where's the, where's the AC? Like, yeah, amazing was, how you can adapt, really nice. right? Did everybody like the 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 giveaway shirts this year? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was funny because of course there's a lot of people that follow us and that were at the event. Of course they come up first thing early in the morning. And then, you know, we have the two o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, do you have any shirts left? No, no, no we don't. Not come early. Two o'clock. Come early, come, come often. Yes. And our friends from Lunas off road was at the show. And they, oh, yes. Christian and Kay came and helped us on the trailer and swapped nice. out and, Helped us do. Thanks, guys. I'm sorry we didn't get to hang out very much. You know how it goes. So. Yeah, and you know, and having Christian there, who who installs our stuff all the time at his shop, for him to be able to walk around with a few folks and go, yeah, hey, check this, check that. Like it was even, it was fun for me to kind of go, oh, cool, he's got this. Like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to. He's he's having the right conversations. So nice. Nice. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Well, good. So good times on it. It's, I, I actually missed not being there. I'm, I'm, I am I see here and I was perfectly <laughs> fine not being there. Right. And my kids were happy. I was not there, but it was still a fun event last year. So I, yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the time, but it's, you know, odd. it's odd. Even as, as hot as it is, it's, there's still something about pitch and forge. I, I enjoy, I like Tennessee. I mean, there's just something about, mm. I don't know. The people are nice. It's it's so extremely hot. And you know what? Pigeon Forge is a great destination, especially if you're not there during, you know, Jeep invasion. Right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yes, we're at Jeep invasion. Let's just, just just leave. Let's just, oh, that thing's happening this weekend. Okay, let's leave. Yeah. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Leave the view. Bye-bye. I'm gone. Bye-bye. <laughs> and there was at least one less accident this weekend because I wasn't there. <clears throat> <laughs> You know, I'm still dealing with that. Uh, I remember you yeah. saying you were. I still am dealing with that. All our listeners know I'm still dealing with that. I'm still oh, going yeah, back and yeah. forth. There's a there's a battle going between between the insurance company and mm-hmm. their company. And mm-hmm. what the battle is, is over the actual lost value of the vehicle, right? Because it was a bumper or whatever. There's lost value of the vehicle going on. So American Express, who's my guy, is going, we need to see the vehicle logs and understand the lost value of the vehicle. Right. They're saying... That's not required. Only there's only a few states where it's legally required for us to give you the log of the vehicle, and it's not required in Tennessee. Therefore, we're not going to give it to you. So Amex says, "Well, but you're charging for lost value of the vehicle, mm-hmm. so we need to see the logs to verify that." Yeah, how yeah, did you come up with that number then? That, that's not required to give you, okay. but you're charging our client fourteen hundred dollars for lost value of the vehicle. So how do? You, but that's not required. So that's why I'm going back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. And that's been going on now for a few months. Yep. Aye, aye, aye. So I just, I, I, of course, I don't tell my wife because she just will come back and go, 
why didn't you just get the insurance? So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, <laughs> just get the freaking car insurance. Don't and I try think to be Chris, clever like me. When Chris came out, he um he made a mention. He was like, you know what? I got the insurance. Yeah, yeah. I, I highly recommend that. I think it was like <laughs> 25 bucks. Right. This is what it would have been the upcharge. I'm like, no, my American Express has got it. They're all, I yeah, read I got all this. Of, yeah. Yes, the smartest people in the world do make the dumbest mistakes. I mean, there's me. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. All right. Well, so uh, so back and forth, Mopar, which, yeah. It, around here, there's just nothing going on. Actually, I'm going to the Rubicon Trail tomorrow. Um, oh. it's, an, it's a quick in and out. It's like I'm I'm literally going in. We're gonna we're going in at I'm meeting somebody at my house at six fifteen. We're gonna drive up to Tahoma side. Hopefully it'll only take a couple hours to get there, not a lot of traffic stuff. We're going in from the Tahoma side. We're going to the other side of the Green Bridge, which is the piece of trail that Metal Cook sponsors. We're doing an uh, an assessment of that trail, where the abatements are, where the other um other issues are related to that, trying to document all of that over the next several hours. Then getting out so I can be back home by five o'clock so that I can coach soccer at six. So it's going to be an in and out run. Like the first time I've been on the Rubicon Trail in a little while, and it's just an in and out quick run, quickie, quickie. Yeehaw. Up, up and down Cadillac. Well, that'll be cool though. I mean, what a, what a, I mean, you know, our, we're going to, we're going to run the CTI trailer for about, you know, three, four hours tomorrow night and then uh, come back to the hotel and drive as, safely as we can to oklahoma is so mm. that we can be there by friday night and uh yeah you know yeah and then my little girl's birthday oh yeah, grand grand grandbaby's birthday is uh was, was yesterday yeah but the party's on saturday so it's kind of cool we'll be there to get to see her and have a birthday party and then go home yeah nice nice well i saw your uh your your daughter who works here now uh nicole she was i started just today and i think she's she's actually doing the shipping stuff now cool so she's kind of working her way through i think i don't know but i think she might have gone in for a welding test too so oh, um, there was thanks. some discussion. i brought i brought it up that she had some background in that and and uh there were there was some discussion so huh. see, see where she ends up cool Be cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, I don't have anything else to go other than I got we that. We got this. We got Labor Day weekend and all that fun stuff. And by the time you guys hear this, it'll be ready for, uh, you know, we got Labor Day weekend sale. I might as well say it. Yeah. It's going to happen. So you might as well just pay attention to it. And, um, you know, and all the famous the famous commercial uh, that, that we we update every year because it just can't get any better than that. All right, friends <laughs> out there in the modern Jeep world, we appreciate you watching and being part of this great show. And uh, if you have anything else, by the way, if there are podcasts you want to listen to or you, that you that you recommend we listen to, just let us know about it because we're always looking yeah. for new, new things to be a part of. Or if you happen to have a podcast and you want Corey and Jesse or Matson as one of your guests, yeah, we can find the time. We'd love to do it. I'm going to be on the CEO next door sometime next month, which will be fun. You know, just to just to talk about things and business and all that kind of things. Anyway, Matt's at Melcloak.com, Corey at Melcloak.com, Jesse Melcloak.com. Reach out to us. Let us know you like us because we need that feedback. That being said, we will see you on the trails. Cheers. See ya. This podcast will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one.